hi and welcome. I'm very excited you're here and I hope today's episode, which is the first of a three-part series, gives you valuable and actionable information for you and your little one. For the next three episodes, we will dive into three different strategies that you can use every day to provide opportunities for your little one to communicate. I'm going to admit today's strategy is not easy for moms and dads, but it is very effective. Cue the Beastie Boys song, Sabotage, because we're going to be talking about sabotaging your little one when it comes to helping them attempt to talk more. Hello and welcome to this podcast, The Talking Toddler Coach. I'm your host and coach, Heather Randolph, pediatric speech-language pathologist, cheerleader of mamas, wife, and business owner. My passion is to empower you, moms, to help their little ones begin to talk or talk more. If you're worried about your child's speech development, confused about what to do, or frustrated by the advice you've been given, or are still on a wait list for speech therapy, you have come to the right place. This is where you'll go from uncertain to calm and confused to confident by learning about speech development and realistic expectations, receiving tips and tricks to help you in your daily life with your kiddos communication, using consistent action steps, I'll teach you. All right, let's get into it. This is one of my favorite ways to encourage a child to talk or talk more. Now I know the word sabotage has a lot of negative connotations and I'm using it in a rather cheeky way. All it means is that you withhold a piece of something or you delay giving something in an effort to elicit or bring out a word or a sign or a gesture from your child. It's actually a lot of fun and incredibly effective, especially when you find motivating toys or food, activities, or people that your child really enjoys. And make sure he or she is well rested before you try these out. Let's start off with scenario number one. Picture this in our minds. Your toddler starts walking around the kitchen, looking up at the counter and the fridge. You instantly know they want a snack. You get your toddler settled into their high chair for snack time. You hand them their favorite toddler-sized plate with the sliced apples for their snack. Let's say there's about five to seven slices cut just for their age and feeding ability. They eat their snack, you clean their hands, help them down from the high chair, and off they go to play with their toys. Now let's look at scenario number two. You and your little one are playing on the ground. Your little guy or girl grabs at the small bin of blocks with the lid closed with the side clamps. They tug at it and struggle for maybe a second or two. You open the box and dump all of the blocks out on the floor. The two of you start to stack blocks. In both of these scenarios, there were opportunities to inject language, to model words or signs, and then give what I like to call an expectant pause, which is time for your child to try a word or sign that you had modeled or to try a word they had said before, but maybe inconsistently. So let's work through these scenarios. I'm going to show you an easy way with each one you can leverage sabotage to encourage communication from your toddler. In the first example with the apple or any snack, I invite you to try the following. Instead of placing the entire snack out at one time, give your child a quarter or a third or a half of the snack. I'll explain why you may want to choose more or less in just a moment. But for now, let's keep exploring this example of sabotage. Let's say you gave your child two slices and they've just taken their last bite. They're chewing and looking around at the plate. You know they want more, but they haven't said it yet. This is a valuable time where you can model language such as, oh no, where's your apple? Do you want more? He or she may nod their head or look over to the apple on the counter and back to you. 
When this happens, you can model or say more with or without the sign for more and pause for just a moment to give your child time to process and consider what they'll do next. I call this the expectant pause. Now, quick note about signing with your child. This is a powerful strategy to incorporate when modeling the spoken word. Some parents prefer not to, and some parents really like it. I will be having an episode about signing with your hearing toddler in the near future. For now, please note that this can be an amazing bridge from no talking to talking. And the word more in particular has multiple uses, so it has a lot of bang for its buck, so to speak. There are links in the show notes for more information about quote unquote baby signs. Okay, let me get back to the example. You've just modeled more with your kiddo with or without the sign and with an expected pause. You can model one more time. Maybe they nod their head again, Maybe they've tried the sign or attempted the word. All of these at this point are successful. Initially, as you are trying this particular strategy, you want to focus on your own consistency. For example, using the strategy with snack time every day for two weeks. And you want your child watching and listening to the words you're modeling for them. You're going to repeat modeling the spoken word with or without signing and with an expectant pause for each subsequent part of the snack. Whether or not you give your toddler a quarter, a third, or a half of the snack really depends upon your child's temperament. If they get frustrated easily and are used to being rescued from that frustration quickly, then you may want to try half at first. Then as they are less frustrated with time, you can increase the opportunities by giving them a third and then a quarter. By giving a fourth of the snack at a time, you're giving toddler four opportunities to communicate during that one snack time. By giving a third, you give them three opportunities, and by giving them half, you give them two opportunities. Now let's take a look at the second example where we have an opportunity for more communication, which you've probably figured out by now. So let's try this. Instead of just opening the bin of blocks and giving all of them to your child, let's interject modeling words with or without the signing and that expectant pause. Here you can model open or please or help. And again, in the beginning, this is quote unquote successful if your child pays attention to what you've shown them or attempts the word or sign. Go ahead and open the bin and hand him three blocks. Keep the bin close to you so your child can't just grab more. This way you have even more opportunities to invite communication from your child. You can continue to model words with or without signing and with the expectant pause for the next few sets of blocks you'll give to her. Let this strategy be a part of playing with your child. Be playful with your tone and modeling of the word. Use exaggerated expressions such as raising your eyebrows when asking, do you want more? before modeling the word more. You'll find your own ways to have fun with this as you practice it, see its effectiveness, and it becomes to feel more natural with you. So one of the big questions I get is, will my child get frustrated with this strategy? Yes, yes they will. Your child has been used to getting the things they want and need without asking. So this opportunity you're giving them is new and different. And what happens to us when we're learning something new or expected to do something different? Along the way, there's bound to be frustrations. It takes time to adjust, and that's okay. There are some ways to mitigate some of the frustration with your child, though. Number one, when practicing this, make sure there is very little lag time between your child observing your model slash attempting your model and obtaining the targeted item, i.e. the piece of apple or a couple blocks. 
So basically, you just want this to be very, very quick. Not a lot of time between an, an attempt at communication or watching your, your model and getting what they want. Okay, that increases buy-in for your kiddo. Number two, start with one to two times per snack time for a while and then increase the number of times. Same with playing. Number three, start with a rested child. And in the case of snack time, make sure they're not too hungry. Number four, you know your child's temperament and frustration levels best. There's a fine line between helping your child move forward just a little bit with their communication and frustration. As you practice this strategy, you will learn better where that line is. You'll learn when you can push them a little bit more and when you need to back off a little bit. There's also nuances to this based on your child's age. And number five, your consistency with this strategy will help them move through the frustration quicker. You might get sick of hearing me say this, but your consistency is one of the biggest parts of your child talking or talking more. There's a lot of power in what you can do as a parent for your kiddo. Don't ever diminish that. All right, we made it to today's talking tip. I'd like to invite you to observe your interactions with your toddler. How does he let you know he wants more of something or when he needs help? How does she respond to yes-no questions such as, do you want mommy to help you? How do you know he's ready for a snack? How do you know she wants to play with a particular toy? When you're reflecting on these, take note of what your child is doing and what they may be saying or attempting to say. Then think about how you can use sabotage with modeling a word, and that's with or without signing the word, plus that powerful expectant pause to create opportunities for communication. Then pick one time per day to use this strategy for at least two weeks, remembering that consistency is the fastest way through this process. Also remembering that success is not a perfectly spoken word by your child, but that doing this consistently and their attendance to you and possibly attempting to imitate is success at this point. Let me know how this goes. I really mean it. Shoot me an email at hello at randolphspeechtherapy.com. I also have this email listed in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found this helpful and I hope to see you next week for part two. Thank you for listening in today. My hope is that this podcast will help you feel a little more calm and confident when it comes to your child's talking. If you have any questions about this episode or want something covered in a future episode, let me know. You can connect with me and find more information at randolphspeechtherapy.com. If you found this podcast worth your time, please rate and leave a written review for the show. This helps other moms find this podcast and get help too. Just a reminder, the content in all of these episodes is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered speech therapy. If you need help finding a speech therapist, reach out. I can help you find one in your area or see if teletherapy is a good option for you. Don't forget today's talking tip and have a great day.